morning as we begin, uh, I wanted to maybe just uh, help us God, help uh, us to focus outside of our, our church here. Uh, this morning is a, a kickoff, a launch for Fountain Life Eaton. Um, they have planted a church over near the airport, um, at, um, you know, in our home county. And uh, I told Pastor Hans, and, and as well as uh, the, um, the the pastors, the campus pastors, Kyle Harris and his wife Tiffany, I told them that we would be praying for them today and for the days to come. So if you would, I ask that you guys that you would stand. They're, they're part of uh, us. They're part of our conference, and I uh, just wanted to uh, to pray over them. Uh, for this, uh, this special inaugural day, uh, that much fruit, uh, we, we, we should pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth the laborers to, to reap the harvest. And um, so may, may uh, we join our, our voices in prayer for this new campus here in our home county. So Father, we, uh, we come to you this day. We were uh, listening to the, the gentle rains uh, hit, hitting the roof uh, today. And Father, we're thankful for that. We, we know that in the natural, uh, the, the rain brings forth the harvest. We can't, uh, when the land is thirsty, when it's dry, it cannot produce. So Father, let that be symbolic as we pray for uh, for Kyle and Tiffany Harris, and then we pray for the Fountain of Life Eaton campus. God, we ask that you would bless them. We ask that they would be encouraged today. We ask for their harvest and, and the people that will come to know you, be part of the, the kingdom of God, be part of the bride of Christ, that uh, they will be awakened from a, a spiritual sleep, and they will be awakened through this campus and through these these people have that as they come to, to serve and, and love and to invest their time, invest their resources uh, into a, a new campus. And God, we ask that you would just be with them. We know that uh, your light shines upon them. But Father, we ask again, uh, according to Scripture, that you would send forth the laborers. Uh, in our area, that you'd send forth the, the laborers of, of harvest to, to reap the, uh, the people that will be, uh, their, their, their name is already uh, on your mind, on your heart, Father. So God, we ask that they would respond to you, Father, and I just ask that they would be efficient and effective in this, uh, this work. And God, I ask that uh, all the needs, uh, the financial and, and uh, the, the workers, I ask that it would be no lack uh, in that campus, and we just bless your name, and we ask that you would bless them in the mighty, precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Can we all say amen? All right, you may be seated. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, you guys, for being here um, today, and uh, we'll, we'll jump right on in. Um, I just ask for the intercessors uh, to be praying today, um, just uh, something, I guess, heavy on, on my heart. And uh, as we, we share, um, Robin, again, I've told you that she, she always wants me to be on the light side. And I said most of the time when I've got this mic in my hand, I'm, I'm not on the light side. But you know how I like to tease and, and laugh uh, with, with the best of them. But um, as, we, as we crack open the, 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 um, the, the Christmas story, we hear um, a mind, and I even heard a couple of times here recently, I don't know where how old this phrase is, but people would say, sweet baby Jesus, right? And uh, that's what we think about is sweet baby Jesus. But uh, I read out of um, the Philippians, the, the writing of Paul uh, this week, and it just, uh, it just reminded me that as we, as we read the Christmas story, we know now 
that it's much more than that. It's not just a baby in a manger. Uh, it's not just prophecy, but some much of that has been fulfilled in the birth of Christ. But this is what it says. It says that Christ emptied himself and took on the form of a slave. And he was born in human likeness, that he humbled himself, and that he became obedient even unto death. But the paragraph continues, and this is what it says. It says that God highly exalted him, and he gave him the name Jesus. And that name, every knee will bend on heaven, or in heaven, in earth, under the earth. And by that name Jesus, it says that every tongue should confess that he is Lord of all. That's something to give thanks about, right? Praise God for, uh, for Christ sending himself. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name indeed. Bless his holy name indeed. I was thinking about how this story, um, we, we read about this little baby that was born wrapped in swaddling clothes, really in an animal pen. It's somewhat uh, challenging uh, to think, uh, and, and maybe would, we would say, you know, how can this even be, you know, the, the Son of God? How, how can it be? But as we quickly read the announcement of the angels and the, the choir of the heavenly host, say, glory to God in the highest. Then quickly may we jump to the, the understanding that surely this can be none other than the, the Son of God. And we just uh, we, and we praise His name for, for this season as we um, think maybe a little bit slow. It really, time speeds up, seems like, because there's so much to do. Um, but really, I think, um, in my mind, at least it slows down and we, of Thanksgiving and of Christmas. So, you know, my mind slows things down to be thankful for this great story of, of hope and of love and of peace and of goodwill. If you will, please turn with me to Luke chapter 2. The title of the sermon today is A Small Part of an Eternal Plan. A Small Part of an Eternal Plan. Luke chapter 2, I'm begin with reading out of verse, uh, verse 8. And again, thank you for being here uh, this morning. Do not think my sermon will be lengthy today. Amen. I was thinking I was going to hear a praise God or something like that. I was listening. Uh, uh, but at, at the end, I, I will, um, part of application, I am going to ask uh, for those who, who feel like it, we're going to pray over some people today. Uh, and that will uh, open itself up here as, um, as we go through this sermon. A small part of an eternal plan. Luke 2, verse 8. And in that region there were shepherds living in the field. Keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people, for for you, or excuse me, to you is born this day. I just want to pause about that. This day, this day was prophesied. This day did not call, catch uh, God off guard. 
God didn't say, oh, my bad, I forgot to book a room at the hotel for my, for my son coming. <laughs> None of this caught him off guard. None of this was um, happened by uh, happenstance, if you will. This was all anointed. This was all ordained uh, through, through the heavens. And now, if, you know, if we really are honest with one another, we probably would change part of probably the narrative. Uh, I don't know if we, we would have included the shepherds, that the announcements coming through the shepherds. We probably, the announcement of this child coming would probably would have let the angel go to somebody in the family, right? Or somebody maybe even in royalty because this is the king of kings and the lord of lords that's being born. That's how I think we would have, have written it. But this is God's plan. And this, this part of God's plan, it still continues. And that involves you. And then it involves me. And I believe that this day, this day, the first day of December uh, 2019, I believe, and I believe all days are significant. And if we're not careful, we'll, we'll let it, you know, the 24, uh, uh, 24 hours spin by and we haven't really uh, recognized that. But I believe this day is significant. Um, it's orchestrated by the Lord. This is not, this didn't catch God off guard either, that you would be here, that you would hear this message uh, from, uh, from uh, the Lord. But let's continue uh, with verse 10. And jumping in a little bit into the verse, it says, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, and you will find the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. Just think about the, the sounds, thinking about the, the prep of whoever kept, kept the stable up, think about the, the fragrant, fragrance, uh, maybe some not so good, not so pleasant. Um, and suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And when the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made, made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child laying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And when all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them, but Mary treasured all these, things, these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This message, this announcement, uh, if you will, is for all people, all people, including these unexpected shepherds. Um, even the most ordinary, this message, the gospel is for them. The shepherds received this visitation and, and heard of this, of this arrival. And uh, now we, we know that they, it's real popular now to do a gender reveal, right? Well, the gender reveal had already taken place. That party had already taken place. I, Isaiah said, you know, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son. So that, that's the gender reveal, uh, if you will. But the scripture says that this message is good. 
And it still is. That's what the angel said. It said also that this message was of great joy. And it still is. And may we act like that. That this is a joyful message. Amen? Because if we're not careful, it, don't, it doesn't present that, uh, that uh, self that way through us. Okay. okay, I'll back off of you, but if you know what I'm saying. All right, we'll, we'll re read on here. This is about the baby. This is about the Messiah. This is about the one that was prophesied to come. And again, this, they didn't, the announcement, pronouncement did not come to, um, to the family. It did not come to some royalty or a religious leader or some a political um, high. It came to the shepherds. We don't even know their names. We don't even know their names. Near Bethlehem, it's about a, a thousand paces out. They call it a Roman mile. So about a, a thousand paces out from uh, from Bethlehem, there are or were certain shepherds who would raise um, the temple sacrifice animals. And um, now this is you know as far as I mentioned the, the Roman mile, that's a little bit shorter distance, about a hundred yards shorter or so than than our mile, but very close to the town of Bethlehem. And this area is called the Tower of the Flock, or Magdal Idar. Now, both of these ge geographical, uh, um, um, Bethlehem and, and also Magdal Idar, both of them are in the prophecy of Micah. And it speaks about the coming of Christ. And it also speaks about the second coming of Christ that many believe. Now, what they would raise, now they, these shepherds would raise, it's called a broad-tailed sheep. Now, there's a little slang. Somebody will get a laugh out of this, as I read. And uh, some people call it a big-tailed sheep. But, um, the, uh, but they're still raised in the, in the Holy Land. But in their daily and their nightly chores, they would look after these flock. And they would make sure that you know, they had plenty of water. They would make sure they were grazing properly. They also would make sure that they guard against human um, theft. They would guard them from predator, uh, animal predators. Also, they would be responsible for meat, milking these, um, these sheep. They would also be um, there for shearing of the sheep when it uh, came time for that. And uh, so they were also, um, at times, uh, during festive times, these animals would be used for, uh, for the human consumption. However, because of the, uh, I guess, the financial worth of the, the uh, milk and of the or dairy products and of the wool is really too valuable for a, a daily um, a daily menu item there but it were used uh, specifically uh, for mainly for temple worship and temple sacrifice I'd like to read verse 15 again if I can beginning with 15 it says this let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. So they, just, they heard the message and they decided that they would view this Christ child and they didn't want to pass up seeing the Lamb of God. Now with them being involved in temple worship and temple the animal sacrifice, now I don't know what, you know, light bulbs popped on in their mind when they, the announcement 
of, uh, of, the, of the angels with them. But certainly, we know that they, they praised God with the angelic message, and they decided to visit the child. It goes on to say that they shared this news with other people. And it says that everyone, everyone that they sh shared with, it said that they were amazed. Now, as I, I ponder through this, it doesn't say that the angel didn't tell them to go sit. They just received the message, and something manifested in their heart, or the, the Spirit of God spoke to their heart to say, we, let's go see this thing. But now we know, we don't know their names, but we know what they were doing. We know that they were busy looking after their flock. We know that they were on assignment. So they went and uh, they, to, to see this, uh, this Christ child, this Messiah. Now this had been announced earlier to uh, Mary and Joseph, um, Zechariah, and his wife, uh, Elizabeth. But this is the gospel message. This is the Messiah that they're, they're hearing about. And the message was, it went to some really just common people. It, the message, the announcement was to these shepherds. And again, we don't know their names, but they play a, I mean, think about the Christmas play that now, 2,000 years later, they're there. They're there, every one of them. All the Christmas pageants that'll be uh, taking place. Certainly Mary and Joseph will be there. The Christ child will be there. But this is a, a major part as well. So the, the shepherds receive the visitation, and quickly, so they hear this message. So they hear the message, and they respond to the message. Not, not a, um, a commandment to go, but a response to something that, they, that they've heard and they, they've experienced. And quickly, they, they turn into a minister. Because it says that they, they went, they saw the first family, and they, they went later and after they visited with the first family, and they told everybody that they could, and they said they all responded. But they also, as, as I was thinking and thinking through, did they just go? Because we don't have their, their narrative there, their dialogue there. But I, I just believe that they ministered to, to um, Mary and Joseph and how they... They went and, and sure they saw the, the infant there. They saw baby Jesus. But how did it encourage Joseph and Mary? Hey, the angel, an angel came to us and told us about your son. And it wasn't just one angel, but it was a whole choir of angels. Saying, Glory to God. Glory to God in the high. So, that they were sharing and experiencing or, or trying to, to convey what they had experienced. And while the, the verse that kind of really came out to me here um, this, uh, this week, it says, but Mary. Now, now certainly it says um, when they had saw, uh, saw this, they made known what they had been told this child. And it says all who heard were amazed. But this is what it says about Mary. It says, but Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. And this is what I wrote in my notes. The truths of Christ are worth keeping. And the way to keep them safe is to ponder them. To ponder. To meditate on them. The shepherds were just a small part of any eternal plan. Common people. 
doing their their day to day business, and I would say doing it well. They were uh, they weren't off sleeping or loafing. It doesn't say that, but they played a, a major part, and they they responded to the message. They they went and told and. Uh, it says that all of them, after they had done this, it said they re returned, which means they went back to their post. They went back to their tower of watch. And it says that um, they were praising God. Now, did this? I said earlier, this didn't catch God off guard, right? He didn't forget to get on Travelocity or something like that and book a room, you know, for his son. It was all planned out. And it says that they went back... To, to their place of work. But they, they had no idea what was coming. It was just an ordinary, ordinary day. Oh, but the announcement comes. Now just think about how they're just a big part. I mean, we think about the shepherds and the storyline and how large of a part they played even, even in 2019. And the eternal plan that God had for them to serve in this capacity of delivering the message to other people and how people were amazed. And I just uh, I feel like today that I'm, I'm part of a, uh, a small part of an eternal plan. Now, this is uh, December 2019. And uh, I looked on uh, my uh, wall in a study that I have. Um, I've got a little diploma or uh, certificate and it says that it's got my name on it and it says that I'm licensed with the Pentecostal Homeless Church and the date on it is October 2008 and um, how how could I know um, how did I know you know some years later I would stand be standing before you guys on a, on a Sunday morning more often than I ever pictured that I would but it's a, just a small part of eternal plan. It's nothing that I had planned out. These shepherds didn't have this planned out, that we would be talking and reading about the story. It's, it's a work of God. And um, I'm not going very deep enough to a, my storyline here of my, my personal testimony, but you know, God has his hand on each one of us. And may we respond and may we listen to what the message is to us. Mom wrote down in, in a baby book that um, she has uh, when I was three years old in, the, uh, I guess, a testimony service or some service. I stood up and I said, I love Jesus. That was my first testimony. And um, so fast forward real quickly. Um, you know, my, my life certainly has been, not been one that shine like that candle. Um, there's many things all of us have done that we'd rather not highlight or we'd rather not even talk about. But praise God for His grace and praise God for His mercies upon us. But I just began to uh, sense a, a tug to, to take some classes, some ministry classes. And that's what I did. Not a call to ministry, my Lord. No, I've got an occupation. Right? I've got something else going on, but I felt this little tug to, to take some classes. And I began to take some classes. And, um, and, and the tug just it kept on. And there's a certificate that you can receive through our, our denomination. It's called the, the Local Church Minister Certificate. 
And I said, well, that, that's what God's, you know, kind of pushing me to do. I mean, it wasn't a, a, a vision and it wasn't an angelic, you know, presence that came. It was just a little tug. And so um, I always knew, right? We know. We think we know. I always knew that I would serve under um, another leader, another pastor. And, uh, but that tug was, was still there. And as a matter of fact, my, my schooling tug is, is still there, hallelujah. But so 20 some, 30 classes later, or nearly 30, um, I, I receive uh, this, this certificate to, um, to, you know, I, I'm, you know, they're a little joke, you can um, hook people up and you can plant people, you know, uh, with, with a license. And, um, but I thought that was it. Um, but God had other plans, a small part of an eternal plan to be able to stand before you guys on December the 1st, 2019. And um, may we be like Mary, that as God speaks to us, that we would ponder things. Because the word, the word of the Lord, the, the, um, whether, it's, whether it's through reading of Scripture and uh, many of you have heard me speak recently about us reading Scripture. The, really, we're not required to read Scripture. It says to hide His Word. It, most most um, verses here, if we go to, to um, Psalms, it's all throughout Psalms, it says to meditate on His Word. We can read His Word and not retain anything. And that's, that's almost senseless. You know, we can say, hey, we feel good about that. But uh, now this is not in the notes. Now we can we can read and we we can feel good about checking our box. But if we have not retained anything, now sir, I could add the word will wash over us. But we need to retain and we need to meditate and we need to ponder the truths of Christ because the truths of Christ are worth keeping. It's worth saving. So it's worth pondering over. So. You may ask me, say, what, what are you, where are you going to, Walker? Where, what's this uh, about? I, wanted to, I want you to connect your life with the message to the angels and what, how they served. Why did you throw yourself in there? Because it's a, to me, it's the same picture. The, the shepherds had no clue the part that they would play. This guy who stands before you, I had no part, no idea of the part that I would play standing before you. Now, I'm getting ready to throw something out at you. Uh, some of you will catch off guard, but some of you, like, this, this has nothing to do with me. God has a call on our lives. That's for all of us. But I just felt like through a simple message about, a simple message about these uh, these shepherds, a simple, quick uh, picture of my call to ministry, um, of calling to ministry because it still continues. I believe there are people here today that you are recognizing that God has tapped you on the shoulder. Maybe it's been a process of time and there's a tug to, to do something more. Maybe it's you sit in here and you say, I feel like I'm supposed to be teaching uh, during Sunday school or I'm supposed to be helping on Wednesday night or maybe I'm called to, um, maybe somebody's entertained the, the idea of, hey, 
I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to lead the country. I feel like I'm, so, I'm called to, uh, to minister God's word. And, and uh, I'm here to tell you there are people here that will desire to disciple you through those times and those places. And uh, direct your, your, foot, your footpaths and your, where the Lord is leading you to. Because it's not always so, um, so easy to see. I mean, think about Abram or Abraham. God called him to another land. He had no clue where he was going. I had no clue of where I was going when I felt these, these tugs to, to begin to take classes. I had, I had no idea. But this is what I would like to do. I would like to... Um, well, I've got, I've got several notes here that I'm not going to read. There's a doctrine or a practice of the laying on of hands. And um, we're going to practice that this morning. Now, it's Old Testament, it's in the New Testament. Uh, often it's a transference of a blessing. We could look to Jacob as he laid his right hand on uh, Ephraim, his left hand on Manasseh. We could go to um, the New Testament. There's many more in the, the Old Testament. The New Testament speaks about the laying on, laying on of hands for, um, for the healing, uh, healing to take place, physical healing. There's many places in, in Scripture about, about that. There, it's, uh, it's there. It speaks about the laying on of hands for the placement of elders and then of deacons. But today... Uh, I'd like the opportunity to uh, ask a couple more to come too, depending on the response this morning. Um, um, I, I did not ask, I, mean, I apologize, but John, I'd like a little bit of sound here and just a, a little bit. Um, so, ever have the, um, you know, the response is I'll get people to uh, pray with me, but I want to lay uh, our hands on you. Um, to bless you and your desire. I, I know that um, it's real. Uh, it's in my heart that there will be a response today. And I'm not saying you're signing some piece of uh, some piece of paper today to say, hey, I'm ready to move to Zimbabwe next week or uh, anything like that. But there's a call to a different place of ministry in your life. Uh, some of you guys are already studying. I, I know that. And uh, certainly we'd uh, welcome the chance to, to lay our hands on you as well. But um, I'm going to ask uh, Johnny for some uh, and, uh, chase. Um, it, either a guitar or it, it doesn't make any difference. It really doesn't. Guitar's fine, John. So I'm just going to ask if, uh, as, he's, as he's coming in, we're transitioning. I'm going to ask that you you'd bow your heads. Um, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Now, I, I recognize that some of you probably have discounted my words this morning already. So if you discounted my words and that's not, you're saying that's not me, all I'd ask you to do is stay connected and that you pray for those in the room and those that may be listening. Uh, and the call for uh, of God on, on your life. 
to uh, as that song we were saying, he, he calls us deeper still. He calls us deeper still, and we praise God for that. And we praise Him and we glorify His name. A small part of an eternal plan, not knowing maybe where, um, not knowing where He's leading you to, but you know there's a there's a prompting. It's resonated in your heart this morning. When you realize when I was transitioning and uh, working my way, brokenly so, through this sermon, but it, it awakened something, it awakened something in you. And the Holy Spirit prompted you right then, say, yeah, that, that's you. You have a call, you have an assignment. So all I'm asking as a, um, a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, recognizing that the Messiah has come, but his second coming is still in our future. And there are people that are needing to hear your voice, that they're needing to feel that rub of your anointing upon them. And this will be words of life. Words of light. And then just a true awakening of the Holy Spirit from your voice and from the interactions with you. So as the, uh, the excuse me, as the shepherds said after they saw the Christ and visited these or as they were getting ready to go, they said, one translation says, they made haste to go to see what had been told them. So this morning, uh, I'm just asking for an opportunity uh, to lay my hands on you guys for the days ahead, for the assignment, for the path to be um, maybe elevated so you can see it a bit better and to, to know, uh, pray direction over your life. So um, that's the end of my message. Um, I ask that you feel prompted. I'm um, asked that you would um, that you would come at this time.